Yeah, man. So uh, we're back. Same episode, same people, but we got a special guest today, y'all. Um, this person is... I don't know how to put it. She's she's one person mixed in with so many words, so many different personalities, y'all. But we know her as Mickey, McTissa. She's also my sister-in-law. My brother's she fiance. Go, she, go, she go by Bella Mickey, too? Something like that? Yeah, uh, Mickey, Bella, Bella Mickey. Bella yeah. Mickey, she has own biz, um, business. Bella, 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 what is it? Oh, my God. It's Bella Lifestyle. <laughs> Bella Lifestyle brand. You can check yeah, it out. Like like yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, that. And y'all, she is a uh, 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 psych psychiatrist. No. In progress. No. No. I am a life coach. I aspire to a be a life coach. I'm sorry. She's a life coach. <laughs> I aspire coach, to be a psychologist. Like I am a life coach. Psychologist. Yeah, psychologist. I'm sorry. Psychologist. I'm sorry. She's a life coach, psychologist in progress. You know, she's doing her thing out here. Um, you know, she's a good person to talk to. She has an awesome listening ear. We wanted to bring her knowledge on to this podcast. You know, we want to discuss. And she is taking new clients. Yeah, she is taking new clients. So get at my sister. Shameless Shameless plug. Shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we wanted to bring her knowledge on. We're about to, you know, discuss a little bit, you know, about what's going on, you know, in the state of our nation, like we always say, man, we always want to bring awareness to what's going on around us in our communities and in our nation. And we, what we want to do is, as we said, you know, a couple episodes ago, we want to bring in more knowledge. We want to bring in more people who is more in tune to that than, than, than we are. Even not saying that we're not, but, you know, we want to bring fresh perspective, uh, fresh new minds to, uh, to, to, to this whole thing. So, Mickey, introduce yourself to the people. Well, um, Tony kind of butchered my introduction a little bit, but I'll go ahead and clean it up. Um, like you said, I'm known as Mickey. Everybody calls me Bella Mickey. Um, I hold an MSW, aspiring to one day get that um, doctorate in psychology, whenever that's going to come. Um, I'm a life coach, and I give advice and create roadmaps for people to get out of like a stuck place in life and to get to where they want to be in life. I'm also, you know, engaged to one of these fine men on the show. Uh, yeah, but anyways, yeah, I'm ready for this discussion and talk about breaking glass ceilings. If some people don't know what glass ceilings are and yeah. how that affect. Cause I got a few questions. Yeah, black men and black women. What you got for me, Akeem? Um, the, the the topic of this um discussion we're about to have is called the. The, the state of black America. And what I mean by is, I wanted to ask the panel, I mean, uh, Mickey, I wanna start with you first. Where, where do you think, um, I have a question, then I have a, a st- I have a statement, then a question. I feel like that black males and black females, I think that we t- we're two at each other's necks. I think that we're the only race where we appoint male and female, we appoint the finger at them and they appointed at us of why they feel or act a certain way. And sometimes I feel like this, the times we're in, I feel like we don't hold 
ourselves accountable as black men and black females. And I don't think it's enough teamwork amongst black people. You and I, T Y. To, to get this ball rolling because I think that I think you can say what you know the 45th president I ain't gonna say his name but 45 what he's done what cops do what you know what you know racist organizations do I think is wrong but I also would say black folks we need to hold ourselves accountable and really look ourselves in the mirror because if we really put our minds together we can take this thing over. Yeah. And but I think we're too much at each other's throat, black males and black females, black males and black males, and you know, females and females. So where do you think that when people say they want change, it gotta start within us. So where do you think that um the disconnect between knowing how to change within our own community? than trying to go out and change it, you know, to the world. Because what the world sees is black folks killing black folks, the music we put out there, the, the music women put out there, the music men put out there, selling drugs, shooting people, getting a fancy car. They're going to publicize, you know, the, the ugly part about it. And black people and white people and all other races going to listen to it. But the only thing they see is we're killing ourselves. So what do you think that, you know, that's my question. Like, where do you think the change is going? It starts with us. But how do we get to the, you know, the changing with us so we can change the world? Well, I think that people don't understand. We always hear the terminology systematic racism being thrown around. And I don't mm -hmm. think that many people understand what systematic racism is. It didn't just right. start when 45 just got in office. Like it, it shined a big light on what it was. It was mm -hmm. a lot more in your face. But it started like way back before slavery. And to kind of go back to what you were saying about like black women and black men kind of being at each other's, you know, at each other's throat, but pointing the fingers at each other. We didn't do that on our own accord. Like we, from the beginning, had a system that was meant to divide our families, to make us go at each other's throat. And like, you know, I'm not trying to be that person about, oh, fight the power and the man and you know, the white people are the reason for our downfall or whatever. But basically, in so many words, we were built on a system of our families being torn apart, where we had to mm -hmm. choose between our children and our husbands. Our husbands had to choose between being there for their wives or, you know, trying to stay alive. So since we were able to have our own type of autonomy, we had to choose yep. between death and our families, pretty much. And as mm -hmm. time went by, we've always been faced with a bad decision after a bad decision after a bad decision. And as the years went by, that that systematic racism and that prejudice, it 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 um it kind of evolved into Yeah, it became a it became conditioned pretty much. It went from, well, you got a strong black man in your house and I see that he making money and you making money. So that's all y'all need. So so but if he ain't there We'll give you a little bit more assistance to get by on food stamps and on welfare. And you'll you'll be fine then, but that man don't need to be there. So therefore, black women started getting into a mindset of, well, I'm fine by myself. I don't need you. I, I got this mm -hmm. or whatever. And the same thing, men started feeling devalued, belittled. Where do I, you know, where do I fit into this family picture? So, like I said, that caused like a back and forth between 
just a black family, the whole construct of the black family. Other races, you don't see that as much because it's happening. It's happening, but they were given some type of reparation or some type of out in some sense. And I'm not saying that to devalue what any other nationality has gone through. I understand like Hispanics have it just as hard, if not harder sometimes in a separate sense, but they were more accepted because of their labor, their work ethic. And like you said, all that Americans put out to the nations was black people are dangerous, black people are lazy. Like if you even ask Africans, Africans, our own people, they could not stand us. And it's just not coming out like they telling us Oh, we just thought y'all was hood, y'all was ghetto, y'all was this. And we telling them, well, we just thought it was dirty. Yeah, and y'all we may be there where we all go. Yeah, yeah, because they what they do is when they show, you know, Africa and those places in Haiti, they only show the bad part. So yes. they make they be like, I don't want to go to that, but no, and there's beautiful places out there. Exactly. And we're just now getting to a place where we can see, well, if that's all you were showing me, and that's all I was showing you, what we fighting about. Yeah. So it, a lot of it is grassroots work. We got to be in our own communities. Like, and when I say in our own communities, I don't mean just going to your local NAACP and doing some work. I mean, like going to your next door neighbor, going to the mm-hmm. local gym and helping our kids, like doing something that's really, really grassroots and knocking on doors the same way right. a politician or senator, your local councilman would do to try to get votes. If we see somebody struggling somewhere, we have to actually see what our neighbor's problem is and start mm. calling each other out on it. We are slowly starting to move into like a realm of where black women are starting to say, hey, sis, ain't nothing wrong with being married and letting your man be in charge. And I'm not sure, because I can't speak from a man's perspective, but more black men need to start calling their men out and saying, hey, that's not how you treat your girl. Or I don't yep. know why you think it's cool to do this, but that's dead game. You need to stop that, you know? So all in all, it's really uh, starting, like I said, like at the ground level with your family members, your next door neighbor, your classmates, instead of, oh, well, I'm going to go to Washington. I'm going to start at Phoenix. You got to start at home first. Yeah, because yeah. like, even, even with, you know, when it was segregation, like, to me, I think desegregation is probably the worst thing that ever happened because when they were segregated, we had black banks, black grocery stores, black businesses. We weren't depending they, on the white dollar. And then, exactly. So when we did the segregation, like, they started laying black folks off and then the 70s and 80s came, they put the drugs in our neighborhoods. And so then if I'm laid off, but if I go sell this and I make a quick buck, I can provide for my family. Mm-hmm. Then they started putting black men in jail. Now there's a black woman. Yeah. And then the black woman is at home with her children. And then the the boy grows up trying to provide for his mom. Blah, 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 blah. He gets locked up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's one of those things where then the, the daughter, let's say they have a daughter. She meets a boyfriend. They get, she gets pregnant, wants to get married. He gets shot and killed because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. So yeah. it's like, so psychologically, I think psychologically, um, it, it can mess with us for generations. So, yeah, you hit it on the head with the whole getting down to so, the So, Africans don't like us? Come on, Tony. Don't, don't, don't. Listen, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, they don't like us, man. I had no idea. Yeah, bro. They, 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 what they see on TV. Because what they see on TV is 
Like all so, them feed the homeless commercials we got. It's always the kids in Africa, or Cambodia, or somewhere. Yeah, like so. What they see on TV is, you know, you know, Hunter Racks busting out the rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like they see that, and so they're like, <laughs> and so this, they're like, oh my god, how can you do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it's like they don't they don't bang with that. You know, so it's like that. It's like. We cherish what we what we make, and then they just blow it away. You know what I'm saying? But so yeah, it's like I, what they I, see I on TV, no, bro. If you you know what I'm saying? I, so yeah, I had, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, no they, idea. They, I, I mean, they they think we we spoiled and you know we living good over here. I'm like, man, you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. I totally agree with 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 y'all. I mean, it it really starts at home, and it starts out. It starts. You know, with ourselves. I mean, we can only change the world if we change ourselves first. Um, and and I think it has a lot of a lot to do with people. People are scared to have those those uncomfortable conversations because it takes them out of their comfort zone. It takes them away from what they're used to because they think it's good and it's really hurting them. It's no. really them. It's, it, yes, it is. It, it it's really doing them more harm than it is good. You know, because if we don't have those uncomfortable conversations, how we how how are we going to address those issues and address and address them effectively? Right, you're right about that. I didn't mean to say no, but I, I was saying no to say, and also, growing up, our generation was always told, "Or oh, this ain't none of your business." Our parents ain't yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, we was always told, "Shut up, then do, do this." Yeah. And come to find out, bro, like, my mom had a conversation with my mom, bro, like, she said how our grandmother raised her, bro, won't write. Like, they had, like, and to really hear that, I was like, man, don't talk about my grandmother like that, but thinking about it, you know what I'm saying, like, really thinking about it, like, there's no, and I have children, like, and Mickey, you got, you got a daughter, beautiful daughter, it's like, there's a way to discipline, then there's a way to be like, okay, now you're going too far. You know what I'm saying? Like, be you know whoop. You know, I, I I believe that if it gets too far, you got you sometimes you got to get to the physical part. I understand that, but it's really about just talking to him, bro. Like, no, because I said so, and then that's it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I understand yeah. you don't got to give them explanations all the time, but like, it's we're at the point now where it's like we got to talk to our children. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just think. Times is changing. Um, and then another thing, like what you were saying, Tony, like with men, men got to hold men accountable, bro. Like we was always taught, hold our feelings in, in, in our in, inside. Yeah. You know, we were supposed to be taught don't cry, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, man, we hold that in. One day we snapped and boom, we locked up. Like, yeah. I, you know, I work with, I work for a black owned business and, not one day goes past when I don't talk to them. I tell each and every one of them, man, I love you. Because yeah. and it's like, we got to extend, we got to extend that and like really mean it, bro. Cause we dying out here, bro. And you know what? Yeah. All of that though is like still leading back to the conditioning aspect. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with the way we were raised, some of it, like, first of all, I feel like all black people were raised in the same type of household. Like, yep down to the comforters and the cups we drink out of and the things yep. we had to do and the way we just, we all had the same type. That, 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 that butter container that we Oh, yeah. Of. They didn't you have butter in it. It had yesterday's leftovers in it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> the sewing, the cookie can, they ain't, they ain't have no cookies, but sewing stuff in it. Yeah. yeah. 
um, like you were saying, though, raising our kids, once you have kids and get to a certain point, once we, you uh, have kids and you get to a certain point, you start realizing, well, this is how I was treated when I was a kid. And I don't, right. I remember how I felt when it was like nothing, mind your business, uh, because mm -hmm. I said so. You was like, well, I really want an explanation so I can know better. And even me being a parent now, I have to catch myself and explain to my daughter, well, don't touch it because it's hot. Not just because I said so. Now you're going to want to test the waters just because I said, I said so, you know, that, that's a yeah. type of thing because back in the day, we weren't giving explanations for stuff. We were just told no. Yeah. No, you, know? you can't go to this party. I'll be all right. I'll be back before Christmas. You know, and <laughs> yeah. even like you said, with black men growing up in this cycle of not be, I hate that for black men. Like, that's one thing I can really be an advocate for for black men is I hate that they got to have this macho, oh, you can't cry, you can't show your emotions. I'm a firm believer that men need to be more affectionate towards each other because that goes back to the grassroots of starting with your neighbor. And also, yeah. if you got a girlfriend or wife, she should be your safe place for you to cry, for you to be mad, to show your emotions because you can't do it out there in the street. You show mm -hmm. a bit of emotion and like you said, you blow up and you snap, you can liable to get killed. And a lot of people see that as weakness and they'll take advantage of it. Yep. But a lot of women have been conditioned, girl, he was up in here crying, like for real, you a grown man, why? If he yeah. can't be soft with you, why? where can he be soft at? Right, right. Because then yeah. it's like, you say all that, girl, he was crying, blah, 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 but then when you finally date him and he don't open up, you be like, he don't ever open up to me. And he's so, he not, he not emotional, yeah, because ten, five years ago when we were watching that movie, it, it touched me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't open up to you no more. I mean, the notebook was a good movie. I know you cried. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, so uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess this is the, uh, another segue to, to the last topic of, of, of the episode. Um, Y'all, we have our first Black first black woman in office. Um, Mickey, I, I, I think this is more gratifying for you because um, based on your upbringing, not, not that we're gonna get into detail into that, but based on your up, upbringing and where you're from, which is New Orleans, I think you can agree that reality is is handed to you very, very quickly. Is she from the HBCU, bro? Yeah, yeah, so, you know, based on your upbringing, reality was handed to you extremely quickly than what you were ready for. Can, can you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I really can. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the things that you've been through, you know, the journey that you took, I think Kamala, even though some people don't agree with, you know, the things that she does, but as a human being and as, as, a, as, a, as a woman with perseverance and, 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 and goal-oriented and, and, and has so much drive, I think that was more gratifying for you. Uh, I think that was, that, that was more gratifying for you because you watched, you, you, watched, you, you watched another woman go after it just like you do. So like, could you kind of speak on how that made you feel when she, when you found out that uh, Joe Biden appointed her as, her as her running mate and when she became vice president, how, and in that moment, like what, 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 
in your perspective, how did that make you feel or, or what were your thoughts about that? First of all, um, Joe Biden ain't no fool. He knew, he knows that a shift is coming and a change is coming. And in order yeah. to get certain things in place, he needs a black woman in office because black women are running a lot of things as of lately. Like black women are on their grind. They grad, they're graduating at alarming rates. They're opening and owning businesses while being mothers and being wives and like yeah, because black men need a break. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the misogyny and like honestly, Mickey, like they the song, bro. Like they the breadwinners, bro. Like I know, I know few, like a lot of women who are the breadwinners in their household. And the men, they make their money too. But the women, like in my household, I ain't ashamed to say it. My woman, she make more than I do. You know, she ain't black, but I'm just saying, like that, 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 um, that mentality. She's a female, and she, she, she the breadwinner in this in this house. And the so, way I saw it as a myth coming up was that well, some people. I'm, I'm not gonna say all people. There's a lot of pride. So much pride. I attended Southern University. Woohoo, and go. Um, I attended Southern University which is the HBCU, and I also attended a PWI, Louisiana State University. And I got to see the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. But there's a myth, an underlying kind of myth out there that if you wanted to, well, it's, I'm pretty sure it's debunked now, but if you want to go somewhere in life or make it somewhere, like in corporate world and corporate America, you have to go to a PWI so you know how to function amongst white people and how to get ahead. And Kamala just do all that in the trash for everybody. She just yeah. she went to school out here. Where? Hampton. Oh, see, look at that. HBCU. Well, I thought, she, she, went went to I thought she, she went to Howard too, didn't she? She went. Yeah, she went. She went to Hampton and Howard. Okay. But she went to HBC. She went right across the water to Hampton. So just seeing a black woman make it to the White House, mm. I was just telling my daughter. They she had to watch it. Um, my daughter's eight years old, and her teacher the black woman um had them in class watching the inauguration and she was just kind of sitting there looking all bored she's like i don't know what's going on what's happening and that's like i sat there and explained to her i was like baby this is our first black female vice president in the white house this has never happened in history you are alive for something that literally the precedent and i was like i'm blessed to be able to be in a position i was uh, a freshman at southern when obama got elected the first time Mm-hmm. I mean, I was kind of drunk yeah. that night too, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to be able to see the first black male president and then turn around and have a woman within the time, I didn't have to wait till I was 60, 70 years old to see this and to know everything that I struggled for and everything that I went through. Like, if she can break glass ceilings, and when I say glass ceilings, there's a difference in a glass ceiling for a black woman, a black man, and a white woman, and a white man. And for people who don't know what a glass ceiling is, it's like, that's the limit for us. That's, that's the top for us. Yep. And mm-hmm. black men make more than, well, in corporate standards, black men make more than black women. And of course, a white man is going to make more than a black man. That's the way it goes. So to mm-hmm. see, just to think of what she went through to have both white and black men probably look down on her, talk down to her and say, oh, she's probably not going to make it. To probably have her white other white female counterparts probably judge the way she was dressing. 
maybe the way she spoke in a certain environment to see that regardless of all of that, I'm still here. Like, look at the way they told they told up Michelle Obama when she was in office. Mm-hmm. She was too shapely. Then she was too manly. Then she was too worried about her attire. Then they said everything was she did. too manly. But well, she's black, bro. But so much elegance. And then with Kamala, that's why it was so important with the debate when she had it with pets. Like they were saying how like cool, calm, and collected she was, and yes. it was like because, bro, she couldn't, she couldn't really go at him like she wanted to, because they're gonna be like, oh, that's just another black woman being emotional. Yeah. And not only that, a black woman ain't gotta go off on you to get for you to feel her presence. Yeah, Let's right. See, y'all ever had either y'all mama, y'all girlfriend, somebody? I bet y'all was most scared when she got quiet. Yeah, my it. mom. No question, yeah. my mom. Like when my my mom can yell at me all day long, but when she be like, "King, don't talk to me right now." That jank cut my soul, bro. <laughs> yeah, that jank too. cut my soul, bro. But uh, you want to get real? Good question. Yeah, I go get it for you. But uh, hey, quick question, make it's a side note. You know, this is what we know. Podcast. We 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 listen, man. So uh, tell me from a female perspective, because I know y'all talk. Y'all, y'all, the, from the female perspective of Kamala, y'all, y'all, y'all have something to say about her uh, husband being white? I don't care about her husband being white. <laughs> I honestly don't care. And you know what? The I'm just listening, bro. I'm just, I'm just saying because <laughs> I do it all the time. Black man, oh, he got the white, he got the, he the athlete or the successful black man, he got the white wife. Oh, girl, he like, Oh, she, girl, she upgraded. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to know. I just want to know. Is it the same conversation? Now, I ain't going to say you because, Mickey, you different. You, you don't – I know how you get down. But have you heard on social media or your girls, have they said something about her husband? Hell no. no hold on. He said Mickey. What's his, what's his name, Jake? <laughs> what's, what's his name, Matthew? I, I don't know. All right. I, but what I, they I said, don't know. But what I the mean, street's talking about, Mickey? What the street's talking about? Well, first of all, that's just how relevant he is because I've barely seen dude in the spotlight at all. I didn't know he exists until somebody was like, and she got a white husband. And I was like, oh, okay. Like his name is Doug. <laughs> what is Doug? Doug Imhoff. Of okay. course. All right. All right I've well. seen- oh, he's a pimp. His ex-wife attended the uh, inauguration. That's all right. That's how you do it right there, boy. That's all right. That's all right. Here, brother. <laughs> I've heard very little. Like a couple people was like, I feel like we need to get out of that mindset. First of all, of black men dating white women and black women dating white men. Like, come on now, we're in the year twenty twenty one. It's all no. About the the, the problem comes in. The problem comes in, and I understand because I've seen it. The problem comes in. This is the problem that women have, Hakeem. Is when a black man gets with a white woman and glamorizes the black man. I mean, the black woman, and that is not right. That's not right. It's not. Or whatever. If if your intent if if you want to go out and date another woman of the race, that is fine. But don't trash the white, the black woman in order to uplift the white woman. Like, no, that's no. But it, but it, but it happens, but it happens both ways though. It does, it does, and that's for the women too. And, and let me tell you, she leaves the same dude women. and go no. deal with the same type of dude. Okay, because I, I hear I hear oh. all the time. I hear all the time, girl, forget about Daquan, get you with David. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? I hear it all the time, bro. But no, but let me tell you, white women and other ethnicities have been coming out the works like he ain't shit over here either. So you're right, you're right. They starting to come out. That's why I said some women are slowly starting to get with the with the shift of being less aggressive when it comes mm. to their dating life and who they're dating. And some women keeping it real. Like some women are happy and proud to be wise and let their men be be in charge. I never really cared, but like Tony said, it's the Oh yeah, I got me a, a white queen now because y'all black women look like, shit. Y'all just yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the problem. And it's like, if yeah. you're happy, be happy, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Just, that... oh, just giving black women more fuel to talk about you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Stupid. Not, not only that, and then bro, we gotta that. hear about it. Yeah, and then these dudes come from black women. Like, so you saying your mama trash too? Like, that's that's the problem, and I understand it. So, you know. Now nah, we'll say. Some of them be really talking about just that person, person in particular. They be hurt. They be bitter and they be hurt. That's what that is. Yeah, that's all it is, bro. It's just bitterness, brother. But that's when any relationship, you can be with a two purple people dating, bro. Dating one dating, they're like, man, I ain't fucking with that great fucking man. I ain't messing with him, bro. <laughs> Not that great. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I think that goes to anybody, bro. They gonna down. They gonna down. They gonna down. Like, if a dude gets his heart broke by a chick. Uh, he, he gonna down. He gonna down. He gonna down the the uh the all women mm-hmm. and, and like think, women ain't blah blah blah. If a if a woman gets dogged down by a dude, she can be all men ain't. Sh- so and I think, I think we can tell where where they are coming from. Like if they just talking about their situation in particular, or they try to just generalize everybody. Yeah, bro. And I got people who 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 they not on this podcast, but who's close to me. That's that they 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 old and bitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just, yeah, and it's like, bro, like, just quit being bitter, bro. Like, at what point bitter. are you gonna let that hurt go? You yeah, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like you, you, like you. It makes people not even want to be around you because every time you open your mouth, bro, bitterness come out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, but then it goes to the point of, you know, being at each other's heads, bro. We gotta talk to each other. Exactly. Uh, Communication like is point. a big thing. Tony said about having those uncomfortable conversations. Like that's in any relationship. Like you said, red, white, purple, brown, clear, whatever. You gotta have uncomfortable conversations with people to get to the root of an issue to move forward. Yeah, it's gonna be uncomfortable. It may be a little bit awkward. And that's in any relation. And I'm, I don't mean just an intimate relationship. I mean like a friendship, a uh, uh, family, like with coworkers, you can't never progress to where you need to be without having that conversation. Because sometimes you be walking around with a chip on your shoulder and the other person don't even know what's going on, that you you, you know something going on with you and that you mad. You walk around all frustrated and the butt's well, all fuck tight. you. <laughs> Have yeah. kid, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all wild, bro. But uh, yeah, man, that was, yeah, bro. I, you know, points well said, points well taken. Uh, I think it's, you know, I think we could end it here. Uh, we're definitely going to pick this conversation up at a later date because it's so much more we could discuss. There's so much umbrellas that this falls under and so much umbrella that's above this, you know, that we could talk about, you know, bring awareness, you know, hopefully, you know, our listeners, you know, take what we said into consideration and, you know, really think about, you know, what's going on with themselves before, you know, they try to, like Hakeem always say, man, don't point, don't, 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 sweep your trash under the rug and try to point out mine 
You know yep. what I'm saying? Don't so, be a hypocrite, you know, man. Yeah, don't when be you a point, hypocrite. When you point the finger, bro, you got three fingers pointing back. Three, point, three fingers pointing back, yeah, man. And but, so, uh, Mickey, we go oh, end, end the podcast off with a little song. Kill the other man. Not the brother man. Bro, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> man. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, look. Nah, bro. Nah, hey, bro. Hey, so, hey, man, we gonna bro. end it there, bro. Ne- ne- next, time, there. next time we get on the podcast, I don't know when we gonna be on the podcast, but hey, man, two and a half weeks ago, boy, next time we may be on the podcast, I might be a daddy or two. He might be here. That's what's up, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Yeah, with That's my wife. Up, we can't wait for Najee to get here. You Cannot wait for Najee to get here. But uh, Mickey, thank you for joining us. Thank you for bringing your fresh perspective on the podcast. We will definitely have you back on. Y'all, do not forget. Also, go follow Mickey on Instagram. It is Bella Locks and Love. Bella Locks and Love underscore on underscore. Instagram. Also, and check out the podcast, Mixing with Melatone. It Yo. is a great podcast. You say Melatone. Yo, hey, Mickey, Mickey, go, hey, Mickey, go promote your shit, it's- man. Go ahead and promote Wait, your shit. This dude been butchering your stuff all night. Go ahead and promote your stuff. Damn, melatonin. Don't put y'all to sleep. Melatonin is a drug. <laughs> oh, that's what I you thought mean. was mixing the This dude it's, tripping. Okay, it's Bella Mickey on Instagram. It's Bella Locks and Love all lowercase underscore Bella Locks and Love underscore. Um, my podcast is on. Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, just Google it. It's called Mixed It with Melanin, and I cover a broad range of topics that Black women and Black people, but especially Black women, deal with that we may not speak out about out loud. So mix it with melanin, and you can go to my website um, if you need a consult, if you just want to talk. You know, I charge people talking. So BellaLifestyleBrand.com. Thank y'all for having me. Do you have... Do you have uh, do you have any events in the works or coming up soon? I might have another healing night coming up soon, and I have some other collaborations under my belt. Y'all just have to stay tuned for it. All That's right, nice. you have it. Man, we doing right, big things out too, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, y'all, another classic episode of What Do We LeBron Know? LeBron dropped forty six tonight. Man, that boy's the man. We're gonna discuss him on the next podcast. But uh, thanks for joining us. Peace. Y'all be easy. All right. Thanks.